Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, 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 it's Bayo J, and you're tuned into The Motion, where we get conversation moving in the best way possible. From music to culture to politics to fashion, this podcast is guaranteed to get your emotions in motion. Each episode, I'm joined by some guests with conflicting opinions, and they engage in a little bit of a tug of war with my opinion, hoping to sway my vote to their side of the motion and win the debate. In pop culture, fashion, music, film, there are some head-to-head debates that never go out of style. And this week, over two episodes we're going to get into some of these every single guest started their debate with about a thousand disclaimers about how they're not looking to take away from the other side to save you listening to this again and again and again i'm just gonna say this is not meant to disrespect anybody mentioned but actually the complete opposite to celebrate all they've achieved and put them against their highest competitor in part one we're gonna look at head-to-heads in the music scene take that versus westlife michael jackson versus beyonce drake versus kendrick you will be doing a disservice to yourself to miss any single one of these the passion is unparalleled and no one came to play so don't just skip forward to what you believe your favorite debate is going to be with all that out the way let's get into it It's the battle of the boy bands, Take That versus Westlife. This is definitely going to be the quickest debate because I don't know what argument this person could bring up against Take That. This person being my sister, Apple Pear Rochelle, who you might recognise from the Abolition versus Anarchy debate. She's one third of Brown Sugar, the podcast. And if I had a penny for every time she said the personal is political, I would no longer be living in the same house as her. When you compare Westlife and Take That, the amateur would immediately think, oh yeah, yeah, Take That, definitely, Robbie Williams, Gary Barlow, all those other guys. When you really drill down into the details, it is quite unfathomable that you'd ever choose Take That. Did you know Westlife have the most Guinness Book of World Records out of any band? They were the first group to have seven consecutive number one singles and also within the space of 36 hours have the most public appearances. That shows A, they're in demand, they're unique. I just think the first point you decided to pull out the bag was a Guinness World Record. I think that says a lot. There's always a record to be broken. But what I will say about Take That is they are the most dynamic boy band to ever come out of the UK. A testament to the beauty and the style of the group is what came out of the group. Gary Barlow and Robbie Williams both came out of Take That. That is a testament Brian to Take McFadden. That. What about Brian McFadden? Firstly, that's insulting. You thought that the Guinness Book of World Records was my whole argument. That was just an odeur. Yeah. Did you know that Westlife started after Take That and have more studio albums? The song, You Raise Me Up, could single-handedly sponsor the whole of X Factor. Do you know how many times they play that? You raise me up. Every time someone auditions. So we're talking about culture relevance as well. Uptown Girl was my whole childhood. The thing about Westlife is they didn't know when to stop. Take That had several hiatuses. You had Robbie Williams who had an amazing solo career and then come back to Take That and floor you again. Floor you, or should I say, flood you again. 
Shout out the flood. That was an awful joke. It's actually so comical to me that you said Westlife didn't know when to stop. Take that or gonna keep going until it's just Gary Barlow singing by himself. The fact that they started off as a five, then they're a four, then they had the audacity and the temerity to come out with an album as a three. Westlife, they're a family. Did I remind you that, that Westlife also started as a five? Real family doesn't just quit because a few members go astray. Have you never heard of the story of the prodigal son? That's what happened with Take That. Robbie Williams came back. That highlights the strength of a family. And since you want to talk about all these songs, whatever I said, whatever I did, you want to talk to me, to me about, sorry, sorry, you want to talk to, you want to talk to me about, about X Factor. Why um, be the song they play when someone gets through where you can be the judge, sis? That's what I'm talking about. Take that being dynamic. They give you fast. They give you slow. They give you anthems. All Westlife really do are stand and sing ballads. And believe me, I love them. But there's not a lot of variety. Your talking has been fabulous. All I'm going to say is this. <laughs> I'm flying without wings. And you're that special thing. I'm flying without wings. Honestly, flying without wings is the epitome of what Westlife do. They don't need wings to fly. They are just stratospheric without even trying. Take that are literally coming up with gimmick after gimmick. Let me even show you the picture of their most latest album. It's like they're trying to give Earth, Wind and Fire meets Sammy David Jr. Rhythm of Life meets Aladdin, but then they're also doing it so Caucasianly. Take that, they don't have a focus. Gary Barlow would probably be on Dancing on Ice soon. I wouldn't be surprised. Westlife stick to the music and they do it well. They fly without wings. They raise you up. They create Uptown Girls. They don't create Uptown Girls. They borrow Uptown Girls from Billy Joel. Listen, take that recent album cover. It's a joke. I do not think that you can bring up recent stuff with Westlife. Westlife, post-2015, they did all right. Take that or a gimmick. Guessing, just with that take, you either don't respect your music taste, you don't respect yourself, or you don't respect the truth. Because Westlife, what they're putting out is a technological mess. They're trying to do techno with their ballads. It doesn't sound good. We're talking about boy bands here. We're not talking about Gary Barlow going on X Factor, having a fight with Talisa and all that stuff. We're not talking about Robbie Williams making weird music videos with the snakes and all that stuff. Have you heard Westlife's song with Mariah Carey? That is one of the most beautiful, beautiful renditions of a song I've ever heard. Do you think Mariah Carey's gonna do a duet with Gary Barlow? I mean, I don't see why she wouldn't. But if you want to talk about the history of boy bands, since we're talking about goats, where do I even start from? You think about the Beatles and then you start to think of Paul McCartney, John Lennon, Queen. You think about the Queen and then you start to think about Brian May, Freddie Mercury, One Direction. You think about One Direction and then you think about all of them. So to really fit into this category of being a goat of boy bands... You have to escape further than the boy band. The fact that you have Gary Barlow and Robbie Williams in the same group, that actually just defeats this whole conversation. Westlife have to not... you. I mean, fair enough. What an easy point to make. Westlife have not graduated from standing still and wearing coats. And that <laughs> is fact. Standing still and wearing coats. I'll give you that. That was funny. The truth is, though... I'm talking about musical prowess and ability. Have you heard that top C that he hits in Flying Without Wings? Gary Barlow can't even hit a, a B at best. I'm telling you, Mariah Carey wanted to collab with them because M Mariah Carey is like the peak of like musical vocal ability. Mariah Carey has a song with Nick Cannon. That doesn't mean anything. They were married. Uh, so? The point I'm trying to make is if you listen 
to just pure vocals. You said they're just standing around in coats. They do it damn well. Take that, she need those gimmicks to stay relevant and to distract you from the fact that Gary Barlow's voice is mediocre at best. You have to stop right there. The thing about Take That is that every single member has a recognizable look. You recognize the guy with the bowl hat. You recognize the guy with the shaggy hair. You recognize Gary Barlow. Of course you recognize Robbie Williams and you recognize the one that is not on any of the four. Each member plays a role. Westlife are Irish, which is pretty cool as well. Westlife's cultural relevance, their ability to connect the lyrics of a song is unparalleled. You're talking about cultural relevance. Try Gary Barlow single-handedly choreographing the whole show for the Queen's Jubilee. He has an OBE because he put together the Queen's Golden Jubilee. I don't know what more cultural significance you could want from, that, from someone, to be completely honest. That's really nice and that's well and good, but you know what? I'm actually so sure. <laughs> if I did Family Fortunes today and it was like, top five people most disliked in the UK, but Carrie Barlow would be your number one ring-a-ding-ding answer. And I have no proof other than the fact that I know this is true. People don't like Gary Barlow. I just think you're running out of points because I'm I don't not. know, where did you get this from? What is there not to like about Gary Barlow? He's the nation's sweetheart. You're talking about cultural relevance. Flying Without Wings is actually the number one songs that people dance to at weddings. Is anyone going to sing, have a little patience, although no one understands. Who wants to hear that at a wedding? I think it's hilarious that you just said that because is Flying Without Wings the most requested song at weddings? And what comes up is the worst first dance songs. How to Avoid a Wedding Disaster. And it literally says Westlife, Flying Without Wings. I will say I love that song. So, you know, it hurts to hear. But I think that just highlights the Westlife argument, so. I think it's amazing that you actually wrote and coded a whole website just to prove that point. The greatest rapper of all time. Some people see this as a conversation of two and others see it as a conversation of three. Today, we will be having it as a conversation of two between Drake and Kendrick, partly because no one was really trying to check for J. Cole, not even going to lie. Sorry to disappoint Cole fans, but it is what it is. Debating this for me today is Waz, reoccurring guest of The Motion, one half of Lost in Source, an assistant producer on There's No Signal, but most importantly, a pain in my backside. Waz will be be rapping the side of Drake. How can Drake not be the greatest of our generation? How can he not be the greatest of the 2010s? How has everything he's put out until a throwaway tape called Dark Lane Demos gone number one? How is that possible for 10 years and he's not considered a GOAT? Nobody is putting up numbers like him. Nobody has a sound like him. Even if he tries to use somebody else's sound, he sometimes improves that sound. Just to begin with, I heard a lot of questions there, not a lot of answers. Sometimes, he will sometimes deliver. He will sometimes outperform sounds that he's copying. The thing that's really stood out to me is that if Kendrick wanted to do what Drake has done, he could. Now, if you flip that question and ask if Drake could do what Kendrick has potential to do and has done, Drake doesn't actually have the capacity as a rapper to do that. Out of every single rapper that was mentioned on Control, Drake is the only one who just continued and continued to cry about it because he is insecure in his ability as a rapper. And I don't really associate goats with insecurities. If Kendrick can do that, why doesn't he? Not that he doesn't want to. Who doesn't want to be the best selling rapper? You're living a fantasy tale if you think that anybody who's rapping doesn't want to be the best at something they do. Kendrick can rap. That's all he can do. He can't sell. 
like oh my Drake. Gosh. He hasn't got an artist persona like Drake. When we talk about the greatest, there's so much more than rapping. Statistically, it doesn't make sense for Drake not to be the top selling anything. He probably drops more than I poo a day. Like, to be <laughs> completely honest, when Drake was coming out, right, you had, like, ASAP, Kendrick, Cole. And if you compare Drake to these people, it's it's actually kind of easy for Drake to do what he's done because these people aren't really, like, as concerned numbers, numbers, numbers as he is. I actually would argue that if Drake was coming around at this time now with like all of these kids that just love to drop the baby drops every day i promise you that i feel like it would actually be harder to distinguish drake as this like great rapper because everybody is just dropping everything i like things that are popular i think that people who hate things that are popular are weird to me like there's such sort of appeal to me in making something that's consistently popular that the masses go crazy for i think that's the hardest thing to do for me and that's what drake has done consistently asap doesn't care about numbers and that's why people call him a bum i love asap but people will call him a bum because he hasn't cared about music since 2015 i used to love kendrick i used to be a stan i started to call kendrick a bum because he hasn't dropped anything in the past three years J. Cole, we're not even going to talk about that guy. These lot don't care about the music anymore, so they can't be considered my goats. It's not everyday force not liking something because everyone likes it. But twice now, where you've come on the motion, you have called the masses stupid. Where is that in this conversation, Waz? Why suddenly that the masses love Drake means that he's the goat? Secondly, you know what? Fair enough. As a Kendrick fan, I'm not going to lie, I'm disappointed. However... What has Drake really dropped in the past three years? That is that is something. I'd actually rather silence than you just dropping anything. At the start of Drake's career, when he really was like in the top of his game, he still wasn't included in this conversation. It was Kendrick Cole, Kendrick Cole. Don't know why, to be honest. Never really liked J. Cole. <laughs> but I think that says a lot. So to include him now when his music quality is maybe like 50% of what it was, it's, it's confusing to me. The masses are still stupid because they value rap on... Who's got the most lyrical content? Let's be honest, we've moved past that. That's why I can't lie, Kendrick, he's, he's not doing it for me in my in my 22 years of age because I don't need to be schooled anymore. I'm not 14, I'm not 15, I'm not 16 when I was listening to Kendrick and finding out about my blackness. So I'm not trying to hear that. Fair enough. You don't want to listen to two good Kid Rad Cities. Like he said, it was made for people in prison. We get it. That's cool. They had someone to listen to. But Damn was experimental. Everybody wants to be using James Blake now. Who was the first to bring this guy into the scene? Who was the first to open with this guy on tour? It was Kendrick. Frank Ocean and James Blake have had a relationship for Frank so Frank Ocean early. is not a rapper. So I'm talking about rap. It makes okay. sense for well, Frank Ocean and James Blake to do things together. For rap, he was ahead of his time. The fact that Kendrick has even won like a Pulitzer Award, that's not for rappers because his mind in terms of like English, like synonyms and all of that stuff, like that is what rap is about. It's not solely about numbers. Then be a pop star. Drake as a pop star is my guy. I love Drake the pop star. But you cannot tell me that you're including Drake in this goat rapper conversation. I absolutely can. <laughs> in fact, let's go back to like the 90s where mafioso rap where gangster rap was in yeah these lot would rap about the streets i'm not gonna lie to you drake raps about the streets i'm not saying he's from the streets but he raps about the streets yeah so in the 90s they would rap about the streets they'd make their money off that they now rap about women they now rap about cars they now rap about luxury drake does exactly that he's living a rap life that's what i mean about the cultivated image even if it's fake even if it's fraudulent he's living a life which people have aspired to. Do you know who else is living that life? Takashi 69 You want to call him your goat as well? Do you? Obviously, I don't like that rainbow hair guy and I have nothing to nothing positive to say about him. But if we're talking about <laughs> commercial appeal, he's got some, hasn't he? He's got something. 
I'm not going to say anything more on that guy, <laughs> but, and I will challenge you because you said that Drake hasn't released anything good since. Since Dab. Okay, so let's go 2017. More life. Passion Fruit. That's not really an album. So it plays like a, almost like a playlist. It's a playlist, which is basically what Drake produces these days. He's a playlist curator. Maybe he'll be the goat of playlist curation. But another thing that I think is funny about Drake and why I can't include him in this goat conversation with rap is because this guy is actually afraid of beef. Why? Because he is insecure in his rap ability. Whenever he can't handle it, he goes press. Fundamentally, he lacks a bit of everything. Therefore, it's like, it's so well-rounded because of that. That's very confusing, but I know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he shies away from beef. But he also has killed a lot of beef, Meek Mill. And you could argue that his song, his first song against Pusher was good good enough. In my opinion, he's shown enough to show, show me that he can put pen to paper when necessary. He's made music that's good enough. But who's making something better than him? That's all I want to know. And I've written, written this down as well. No way, a second, please. No way. <laughs> no way. I've written down here, are you objectively better than your influences and those who you have influenced? Drake is. Kendrick is not. Who is Kendrick influenced? <laughs> we are yet to see. That is a big thing. That is a very big thing. The people that were influenced by Drake aren't rappers. The people who were influenced on Drake are like Bryson Tiller. Exactly. And he's better than them. <laughs> Man, I'm like six like. But not in the fields that they're in. Maybe not. But the field they're in is so popular because of Drake. Drake pioneered sing rap. Beautiful. We are actually grateful. But you can't say that all of their success is due to Drake. That's ridiculous. I didn't say that. But they wouldn't be here without him. Okay. I wouldn't be here without my mum. She's not producing a podcast right now. He is better than them because he created something that they owe... A lot to. That's not what better than me. Okay, greater than then. But this conversation is about the greatest, isn't it? I've maintained for a while that Drake is not necessarily the best rapper. He's not a better rapper than Kendrick, but he is greater than him. Where are Kendrick's sons? Kendrick has zero sons. He's got zero children. How very sad. Drake has got a million and one children. He's fathering everybody at this point. You know that person at sports day who's always just doing too much <laughs> and then you've got someone like Dash that comes and just casually chases and they could get a number one but they decide to go for the number two because they don't care that's kendrick and drake right now dash can only run fast that's all dash can do he's not superman he's dash at the end of the day certain people are superman there are so many people out there that are doing i don't need kendrick right now because i will go and listen to freddie gibbs i'll go and listen to pusha t i'll go and listen to any of the griselda lot if i want lyrics if i want words i have noticed that kendrick is okay like he doesn't stand out to me anymore because i've listened to experimental hip-hop from 2004 like mf doom or i've listened to experimental hip-hop from today like oh which sounds good and has lyrical content that is deep i've listened to um mainstream hip-hop like drake and it gives me something that kendrick can't do kendrick can't do the mainstream as well and then i'll listen to mainstream hip-hop from the 90s like nas and I'll be like, whoa, where does Kendrick fit in in this? I don't have many recent examples to go back to. Like, let's be honest, I don't. Kendrick can actually do whatever he wants to do. He is a versatile rapper. He can literally hop on any track and do his thing. You cannot take that away from him. You absolutely cannot. Even though his early stuff was very, like, conscious or whatever. Which, by the way, back then was what we wanted to hear. Back then, we didn't all have our dreads in. We didn't. Like, you you needed that. Let's be honest. But he was still on effing problems. He still gives us the cheeky little size of him at times. We're actually talking about legacies. A lot of the stuff you're saying, right, is like, what's happening right now? And that doesn't really scream of all time to me. Of our time. O-W-R time. <laughs> Thanks Kendrick for that. is not seeing Drake either. Because if we talk about things of what sounds great, 
we're talking about what people were influenced by, and if we're talking about consistency, Drake has all three over Kendrick. What sounds great today? Already across. To Pimp a Butterfly used to be one of my favourite albums. I haven't listened to that album in about 20 years. I'm not trying to hear conscious crap. Why would you want to hear conscious rap where every other Instagram post is five ways to be an ally? Obviously right now it's, <laughs> it's exhausting. Like no one's yeah. trying to hear that. But in your criteria, you don't even have talent. That's mad. You cannot take away Kendrick's talent. Talent is, isn't that great. I'll show you somebody who's designing and we could argue he's not that talented. Virgil Abloh, I don't stand by that opinion, but a lot of people do. In my opinion, he's the greatest designer of the 2010s. Credibility. Credibility. You want to tell me that Off-White is now the Gucci of our generation? You can't. Thank you for giving me an argument. How can you not say that? Gucci and stuff like that, they are actual classics. And the fact that they can still be relevant today is because it all stems from talent. If your talent is so focused on what is happening right now, you will get washed away. I'm not even disputing that my mindset might be flawed and it might be so focused on the here and now, but... You're here three years ago. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not thinking about three years ago. I don't think about FIFA 17. I think about FIFA 20. As I said right now, if Drake came up right now with the baby Roddy Rich of all of these people, I'm just gonna tell you it wouldn't stand out. That's an actual fact. But he didn't come out at this time. He didn't. So why are we even saying that? We want to talk about being good in the right now. It's not even that. So what exactly is it? Okay, someone's ability to push music every day. Is that what you're considering to be the greatest of all time? Do you know how hard it is to make one song, let alone ten? Drake's labour costs are near to zero. I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard for him to make a song. No, but it's still hard to have a creative process. It's still hard to get from that. A to B. You don't think that Drake has a creative process. You don't think no, that he I knows what he's that. writing about. You think that his music has zero substance right now. Is that what you're genuinely saying? I would never say zero. That's an extreme. And I'm not you. Okay. I would. <laughs> for him to have one substance, let's say he only has one modicum of substance, yeah? Yeah, money. He still is making music. And that's a hard thing to do. I promise you, lock me in a room for two months. I'm not writing 10 songs. Can you? I don't think you can. I know someone who started making music at the start of quarantine has produced 400 songs. <laughs> They've been making music for four months, okay? So uh, I don't really know about that. My little brother makes beats. He probably makes a beat a day. I'd say Drake knows how to make songs that chart. And I don't think that equates sounding good. Chloe and Halle make better music than Drake right now. They're not charting. It doesn't mean anything. In terms of like production, in terms of actual music, they're legends. It's not considered objectively sounding good. A good way to measure what objectively sounds good is the charts. Lil Baby's album charted higher than Gunner's album, but Gunner's album sounds better. Exactly. That's a point from my side, mate. The way, the charts aren't the be all or end all, but sometimes it can sound good. And be on the. Nah, yeah, I've lost yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Fair Thanks enough. for that. Though. You gotta cut Thanks that one that. out. Cut it out. If you've made it this far, it means you're enjoying this episode. So pause, I send it to a friend, and come right back. Take two seconds, literally. Last but not least, the greatest performer of all time. There was a time where everyone would say this was Michael Jackson, undisputedly. But recently, people want to throw Beyonce into this ring. And you know what? Fair dues. So debating this with me today is Anissa. She hasn't been on the motion before, but when we were at school, she was voted most likely to become Beyonce. She is the biggest Beyonce fan I know. And when she's not stalking Beyonce, she's studying psychology and political science in America. And when she's not studying in America, she lives in London. I think that Beyonce herself would say that 
she takes a lot of inspiration from Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's family would say that Beyonce is definitely holding the torch for Michael Jackson to continue his legacy. But that does not mean that Beyonce is not a, a goat in her own right. Whether it be her Love on Top VMA pregnancy announcement, her 2011 Run the World huge performance at the Billboard Music Awards, whether it be her Super Bowl 2016 most iconically, but it was overall homecoming that put the cherry on top of the cake. I'm here to argue that Beyonce matches Michael Jackson in almost every category. Michael Jackson. I thought about the lack of technology that was available when he was performing and what he still did in spite of that. Then I went on to the dance moves. Michael Jackson created dance moves on tour, like seeing the moonwalk for the first time, the hip thrust. If you say do the Michael Jackson, you have a lot of options as to what dance you're going to do. If you say do the Beyonce, I don't really know what exactly you would do. I don't think it's that characteristic. And then my final point is Beyonce gives us a lot right in the sense of you know dancers marching bands I don't say that in a bad way at all but when I look at Michael Jackson as a performer single performer what he could do on his own on stage how he himself had command of the whole stage I think that's something that just might give him the edge in what is a very 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 close conversation well if ever, as someone who has <laughs> namely never even been to a Beyonce concert, I would like to draw attention to the fact that if I denied my invitation to come to a Beyonce concert, you don't have a lot of say in this matter. I think if you had been to a Beyonce concert, if you've watched the many videos on YouTube, you'll see that Beyonce also commands the stage. There are montages of her standing for two minutes, three minutes, five minutes at a time, literally just standing on stage, dancerless, and people lose their minds. I think it's the same for MJ, but I don't think that you can say that Beyonce doesn't command the stage. It's just that Beyonce shows her versatility. She shows that she can have dancers behind her. She shows that she can strip it back. In terms of dance moves, I think that's also where there is an issue in your point. Michael Jackson and Beyonce have done similar things in that they've popularized big dance moves that other people have come up with. It is a big myth that Michael Jackson came up with the moonwalk. He was taught that primarily by someone who was on the Soul Train series, I think he's called Gregory or something like that. But that's not to dispute the fact that he made it, he popularized it, he had that huge impact on the dance industry. But Beyonce has done the same. If you think of Beyonce and dance moves, you think of the single ladies video, you think of the hand waving, you think of the arm pumping, crazy, crazy love, in yep, love, yep, you can't stop that twerk. I'm telling you, you can't of stop course. that twerk. I'm not saying that Beyonce doesn't have command of her stage. Age, but I'm talking about in terms of if you actually strip everything back. Michael Jackson was a performer in that stage. The 30th anniversary where he had, you know, Usher there. They couldn't do it like him. People couldn't do it like Michael. So even when he was performing with his brothers, he made them look really, really silly. Absolutely right. Beyonce has popularized dances. You'd be like, oh, single ladies and then do the dance. Whereas Michael's, it sort of transcends beyond. It's not do the thriller dance or do the bad dance. It's just do the Michael Jackson. When Drake says, I could dance like Michael Jackson, you know what's coming up. You know it's that hit for us. There's still girls like Beyonce. It doesn't inspire a dance in you. You're, like, you're not going to start doing the single ladies when you hear that. The fact that she'll stand on stage and no one will say anything. That's something that the two definitely do have in common. Michael Jackson's Super Bowl performance, yeah, of which for sure. um, Beyonce did you know, pay homage to that by wearing the jacket at her own. He stood still. People were losing their minds. Fainting. What you said about Michael Jackson commanding the stage when other artists came on stage, they didn't even match up. I think Beyonce comes from the same background. There's an iconic video of Beyonce while she was still a member of Destiny's Child with Celine Dion completely outshining her. It is literally a meme because it is ridiculous how much Celine Dion was outshined. She's had 
many, many um, other collaborations in which she continues to shine. Like, I think that it can't be argued when Beyonce enters the track, the, the track becomes about Beyonce. Oh, yeah, it's never the other way around. But are we talking about vocal ability? We're not. We're talking about performances. Like, that's why I, I was specifying, yeah. you know, performances. And if we extend to music videos, I just look at Michael's, which were actual pr productions. And obviously, we have seen that with The Gift. I will give her that. But back then, to, you know, just give production after production, your music video set looks like a movie set that's a performance in itself there's a lot to be learned from these pioneers and i think that something i'm finding in this goat conversation is that we don't give credit to pioneers often beyonce is probably the only artist who can even enter this ring she's the only artist that has entered this notion of the untouchables when you're talking about the stuff that exists back then that doesn't exist now it is notable to say social media didn't exist back then and people often use it as a way to say like look what they did without that kind of influence but it is something also to say that look what Beyonce does currently without even using the tools that are available to her. Beyonce doesn't need introduction. Beyonce does not need PR. Beyonce is was the person who changed the music industry. She changed the way that we that we will see music releases because of the power that she commands without even using social media, without using these popular platforms. So when we're talking about like the presence of what is and isn't here, I think it is a huge statement that Beyonce doesn't even need the tools that all the other artists are still having to use today. I completely appreciate Beyonce for her integrity. It's one of my favourite things about her. But I think that, honestly, I wouldn't say she has changed the way in which we receive music. I appreciate her for continuing to stay away from the drama and not necessarily focus on charting because in terms of numbers and charts and being untouchable in that sense, she actually isn't on the list. There are about maybe eight people above her. That's There's Drake, Elvis Presley, yeah. Michael Jackson, I think even Madonna. And I'm not saying that like I'd put these people above her because that's not necessarily what I look at. But in terms of like what's yeah. happening right now, that's not really what is actually working. But in terms of being the only person that's untouchable, I'd honestly say Drake is getting close to, and he has the annoying statistic that it also sells. But for me, like that's not what I'm searching. I think that Drake, of course, he is someone who is untouchable in the sense that he can put out anything, as we have seen with Tootsie Slide. He can put out anything and people will go mad for it. But it's not that sort of grit, gut following that makes a goat, that makes someone long lasting. I'd say literally no one in this industry currently has that in the same way Beyonce does. You're actually tapping into something that's really important that I was also thinking when you're saying pioneers, Beyonce is definitely at a disadvantage in this conversation in terms of time because she hasn't even had the chance to experience what it is to have a proper legacy. I think that when we're having a conversation about goats, we really are talking about the test of time and we're talking about the test of longevity. We're talking about what it means to have control over your legacy and what people remember you by. And I'd say at the moment, Beyonce's ability to control her narrative, to have power over her story is unlike anyone, almost anyone that I have seen, but that also comes at a cost to her um, numbers, comes across to her sales and like privacy and things like that. Beyonce being at a disadvantage because of time. I'd say that Michael's actually at a disadvantage. We saw that in the year before he died, he was practicing for the This Is It tour. That was gonna be his like legacy tour and we saw the movie, but we don't know exactly like what he could have done given his talent plus the technological advancements. 
he passed away. He now has no power over his story. He now has no power over his legacy. And I feel like if he was able to complete it with the This Is It tour, it'd be a different conversation, but it was cut just at the end, so we don't know. Really, unfortunately, we lost Michael so early, but Beyonce's only 38, and she's only just coming into her prime. She's only just building up her her story and i'm really really excited for that and i'm really really excited to see the kind of legacy that she leaves behind overall as a beyonce fan i'm so so proud to say that she matches in this conversation and that she is probably the only person who can be in this ring we will be back with part two tomorrow high school musical camp rock michael jordan lebron james les miserables and wicked but before you go the take that conversation got a little bit out of hand so uh, here are the bloopers from that and a final word from anisa about the nuance of goat conversations gary barlow right he actually avoids tax. He's a sycophant <laughs> and also he's racist. <laughs> he literally racially abused, um, what's that girl's name, Trisha. Misha B, he's the Misha only one that stood B. up for her. What are you talking about? Your facts are formless. Sorry, that was to Lisa. Exactly, so there we go, this is ended. <laughs> you know, you actually sounded better than Gary Barlow there. Yeah, you and me, we can ride on a star. Firstly, firstly, if you stay stick, with me, girl, to the podcast we can rule the world. Every single you, you era. Never forget that it's all real. Just She's have a little in an patience. You want to know, start over have a song in Spanish, Soledad. Okay. Like not a lot of maybe the generation above us who are very, I don't I would say delusional fans would not even entertain that kind of conversation and would not even entertain that kind of criticism. And I wanted to bring it up because in the nature of the motion and the nature of nuance, it is about questioning what makes a goat, what makes these long lasting legacies, what, make, what we have to factor in and consider before we put these kind of idealistic titles on people. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.